We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 40, the show that enjoys a good puzzle and needs no add-ons to help them. No, it just needs viewers in my stream to save me from embarrassment. That didn't save me embarrassed. It was literally like 30 minutes. All right, each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft. One or two topics at a time, or I don't know, maybe more. Who cares? My name is, wait, Allie? No, no, I mean Jen. I mean, I'm the one that's like training for a marathon or whatever. You know, no biggie. Uh, and I'm joined by the queen of vibe, dating sims, and general awesomeness. It's not, it's not Allie. It's not. It's Lex. Well, first of all, Ali Ali could fit that that name as well. That's true. Uh, that she a, is... That's a title that I'm comfortable sharing with Ali now that she has branched into the magical world of dating Sims. Yeah, uh, Ali so wrote that down, that. and I'm like, I, I thought she was just describing herself because she's doing the dream daddies. <laughs> she is generally she's dreaming awesome. of daddies. She is the queen of vibes. So best hey, vibes. Hey, Ali, we miss you. We miss you. Get better. Feel better. Yeah, so heal, bestie. Yeah, no, Allie this uh, this episode because hey, she came down with a little bit of the the owies in the throats. So hi, you get me and you get Lex. So speaking of, you get Lex. How you doing, Lex? What are you what are you been up to? I'm doing great. So I finally went from raid logging. Uh, I mean, playing World of Warcraft constantly and, and intensely because I'm a good raid leader who does my job even when it's their off season uh, to actually playing World of Warcraft again. Um, so I have been playing uh, a huge amount of World of Warcraft. As you well know, Jen, I made a, a, a minor error, a little mistake, um, and I switched my renown. I switched my covenants when I couldn't go to 40 renown. Um, so I have been <laughs> absolutely grinding my mind out to try to get that up so you guys don't make fun of me too hard at raid. But I'm at 70. That's something. Oh, you're basically done at this point, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm complete. I've won. I've won World of Warcraft. Yep. You have won. Congratulations on winning World of Warcraft. I mean, you just absolutely. Well, 10 away from winning, but you basically won. No, no, I, I officially won. 70 is actually the the max for winning. Everything above that, you you lost. It's like, it's a bell curve, a bell curve of win. Oh, oh yeah, I see that. I see that. It's like, yeah. and, and I lose. Okay, well, I guess I lost because. Precisely. I, I lost like losing. four times in a row. I lost like four <laughs> times in a row. There you go. Get your stuff together, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Fix your problems. I can't. I can't. You can't undo renown. They just love me so much. That's the problem, so. Yeah. God, get good, honestly. <laughs> Delete your characters. No. No, can't do that. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm, that would be that would be a sad day. That'd be a sad day if that ever happened. Oh, oh my goodness. Don't even want to think about that. That's sad. It's scary. All right. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring up trauma. Well, I mean, how have you been, my friend? Oh, uh, me? I don't know. Now I'm like shivering about the thought of deleting that character that's <laughs> literally has well over a year played time. My goodness. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what I've been up to. I've been enjoying 9.2. 9.2 has been good. It's, I mean, I've had fun with it so far. Like, oh, yeah. Hell, I even streamed it last night. And then, like I said, Mud had to save me from hours and hours of embarrassment because I couldn't turn out all the lights. And I'm like, I can't turn out the lights. There's so many lights. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. 
I was like, this puzzle is the worst. What is happening? <laughs> I was, I swear, it was like 30 minutes of me just like going, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. It's, it's, you, you can't get to it. It's, it's not solvable. And the it, real puzzle is knowing to just give up. Yeah, I mean, I was always the person that was like, hey, Pokepoke, spin nine. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is this a, a thing? I thought, oh, well, that's just what he did. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling uh, feel a little chintzy today. Poke poke, mm-hmm. just spin two. And then it was like, <laughs> you got to do a puzzle. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> go poke poke, go back to spin to nine. <laughs> this is... This is not good. I'm, you're making me look like a fool because I'm barely bad at, at, at video games and I don't know how to do oh simple God. puzzles. They're impossible. They're impossible. Yeah, it's really bad. But anyway, hmm. I, think it's, I mean, well, ooh. So, I mean, technically you are like my, you know, like an officer in the guild that I'm in. Uh-huh. What are we uh-huh. called now? We changed the name, so I'm always confused. Uh, the Tim- Timbermaw Tavern. Oh, yeah. Jen, I got some... I got some bad news for you, darling. You are almost certainly a better player than me, so you you got nothing to worry about. This is a safe space. No, oh, okay, well, they're cool. Uh, I did find out you like what is it? You do keyboard turning or something? So, yeah. I, okay, no, 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 no. I yes, I mean yes, yes. I keyboard turn. I keyboard turn because I use mouse overs. So when I move with my keyboard. Then I can, and I play with my mouth. I, I I play with my thumb. My thumb is how I do everything. And I, could I hypothetically, like, is it actually, would it actually, but but then I can, because that's the thing. That's the thing, is when I'm doing mouse overs, I need to be able to move my mouse over other people's faces. So when I keyboard turn, then what that means is I'm a better healer, Jin. I'm a better healer hey. because I'm able to heal multiple people. I got, no, I got, I got no complaints there. Last time I actually healed a raid was literally Wrath of the Lich King. So I don't even know what you guys are doing now so it's fine yeah this is what all the healers do that's not true but we're gonna pretend okay well i'm just saying there must be a reason why you have that uh that little bot on your stream that says like how many times you've died so yeah it's because it's so rare it's so rare it's just we <laughs> Never just happens. we just gotta keep track of all these rare occurrences <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the most <laughs> occasional event it's never happens we're just gonna keep track of this Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just so when it does happen, it's like, you know, yeah. an act of God. Mm-hmm. Because we can't keep track of one or two now. Or yeah. Yeah. We can't count those. 30, those numbers are so hard to count. 34. <laughs> I think I might be close to 200. <laughs> well, not one stream. Come on now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like that's like not giving up on a puzzle bad. Like I should have just threw in the towel 10 minutes in. I think I went straight 30 minutes of just like, you can't do it. I'm proud of that. I think that's impressive, Jen. I think that you should be proud of that as well. I should be proud of looking like a silly, silly man who just, yes. uh, you know, just the embodiment of the sunk cow's fallacy. It's like, I was like, well, I've gone this far. I'm going to solve Jen, that's this literally, <laughs> That is my entire aesthetic. That's my whole vibe online. So, yes, I think you should 100% lean into that. Cool. Well, I am going to lean into it and I'm going to keep sinking costs into whatever I do. And that's what I'm up to. Yeah. Well, there is this little thing that we like to do around here, and I uh, would like to say thank you for, I don't know, who came up with this idea. There was like this thread between Allie and you talking about drinks, and I barely caught it, and something jumped out because of 9 2. Someone mm-hmm. mentioned a demon, and it was green. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're like, let's drink that. So mm-hmm. that's what we're drinking, right? What the heck is this? Oh, thing? it's so pretty. It's so pretty. 
It's um, a lot of alcohol uh, is what it is. Is it? I don't know. It's not It's not nearly as it's much as that- I was expecting. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, a part of the issue might have been that it was calling for ounces of alcohol. And I was like, this is a shot. And so for every one, I just did a shot. Um, well, but no, I mean, it just. I will. I will say that is the that is the true beauty of all mixed drinks is that when all the ingredients are the same amount. It's so easy. It's so easy to just scale you just, up. You're just like. You just scale up. You're like ounces. I read that as cups. Okay, let's go. There you go. <laughs> listen, listen. Stream has destroyed my tolerance. Like it's it's bad. The fact that I, I regularly just take straight up take shots on a work night. Like I, I'll go out with my friends and they'll be like, we'll be like a couple beers in and they'll be living their dreams. And I'm like, so do you guys have anything stronger? Do you guys? Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering what the plan is. Was this was this the like the fake alcohol for the kids? Where's the real stuff? They gave you the Zima, uh. right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I forgot. You were like one of the Zoomers. You don't even know what a Zima is, do you? I don't. I just. I. I, oh, I think geez. I can put it together for context clues. Okay. Uh, you know what Smirnoff Ice is? Smirnoff Ice. Yes. Okay. It's basically like that, just before. Oh, so it's kitty alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Okay. Okay. It's like the Smirnoff Ice before the Smirnoff Ice. And it was like... Is it it's delicious? Like, it actually was pretty good. It just didn't do anything. It was like, hey, it's That's alcoholic. Right. And we're like, really? Kind of. <laughs> Listen, the placebo effect is the best part of alcohol. The fact that you can be like, oh, sorry, I had a couple of drinks. So I have to like run around telling everyone that I love them. That's why I drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But That's not true. I'm an actual adult and I'm not just cringe. Mm, I'm uh, pretty much always cringe, but that's okay. I love that for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Green Demon, if in case you're curious and you're like, okay, you guys mentioned that you're drinking a Green Demon. If you're very curious, this is how you make it. You get Midori, the, you know, that green stuff. Apparently it's a melon liqueur. Didn't even know it's that. honey melon, I think. Wait, okay. no, what? It's musk melon. It's musk melon. Okay. It's I'm melon. sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting. You tell the people how to That's make like drinks. That's like your, your thing. So go for it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, you got Midori. Like I said, this just all parts. I don't. We're not going to say that you do ounces or anything. It's all the same amount. And then it's going to be white white rum, cool white rum. I just had Malibu, so I got a little coconut taste in there too. It's nice. Ho ho ho! Uh, and then just some uh, vodka, and then you top it off with some delicious lemonade. I get the simply lemonade. I was like, let's step it up. It's like really fancy. So I was like, wow, that's fancy. It's really. Good. I got Minute Maid because I legitimately spent like. Like, honestly, this entire week has been me trying to find Midori. The number of liquor stores I've gone to, I live in Boston and nobody had Midori. I went so many places. And so finally I found Midori literally like two hours ago. Um, And I just needed to get some lemonade to finish this drink. Um, And so I just walked to like some corner store and I bought whatever lemonade they had there. And so it worked. It it was very cheap. Not the Midori, the lemonade. (laughs) What I find so funny about this is... You live in Boston, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah alcohol everywhere. Sam Adams, yeah. blah, 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 all that shit, right? I live in, like, the most rural of the lamest towns where you're like, it's it's like literally, no joke, it's like 1,200 people. Like, like that's mm-hmm. the population of the town. I bought it <laughs> in my local tiny little, like, convenience store, basically. And I was like, here, it was 11 bucks, cool. Yay, Midori. So I apparently had an easier time with this one than you. Neat. Congratulations. Yeah, Boston didn't really ever grow out of the Puritan area or the the, the era. Like it it 
it really just decided that it just doesn't understand how liquor works. And it, to be fair, the place that I ended up finding Midori was like the sketchiest liquor store. If you're liquor store, if you know who I am and you're listening, you are so sweet. Thank you for giving me Midori. <laughs> but just the sketchiest liquor store. I went to all of these super bougie, like super fancy, like you'd expect them to have everything liquor stores, which is why I went there. Cause I was like, I just need one like mildly specialty liqueur. Uh, none of them had None of them had Midori. <laughs> I swear to God, I was losing my mind. <laughs> wow, that's that's a, that's a quite the story. I'm. Uh, oh, it's super fun. Oh, uh, now I'm now I'm just like, just like gonna try and go to Boston just for the marathon, not the, the friggin' Midori. Thing. Wait, you're going to Boston? Well, I mean, like in two three years, if I can actually run that fast, good lord. I mean, you know, you bestie. Know, I mean, do you know how fast you have to run a marathon to be able to actually qualify for the Boston Marathon? I mean, you live there, so I'm assuming yes. No, I most certainly do. Okay. (laughs) Jane, Jane, baby, my darling, my light. (laughs) I want you to think about everything you know about me, all of the information you have about me, and ask yourself, does this woman know anything about marathons? I mean, do you know how long (laughs) it is? (laughs) I'm assuming you know how long they are. Marathon length? Yes, that is. Is a marathon it like twenty six point eight miles? Is that a half marathon? You're is a full marathon? You're very close. You're very close. It's twenty six point two miles as a full marathon. A half marathon is thirteen point one. So yeah. The the reason I know that is that my aunt runs marathons and she has one of the little marathon bumper stickers on her car. Um, so that's how I know the length of a marathon. I ran cross country in high school. I was really bad. I ran cross country because cross country is one of the few sports that you can play where, like, if you suck, it doesn't hurt anyone else. Yeah, that's why so Sue that's why I did cross country. That's why Sue Heck was in uh, freaking, uh, you know, cross country. Sue Heck, she's, she's from the middle. It's great. It's a great show. It's, it's a show. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I like random sitcoms, so just ignore those references. It's fine. No, please do. Please do. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, cross country. Uh, all you got to do is show up and run and uh, yay. <laughs> there you go. It was great for me. I did not run fast. Yeah, only barrier barrier of entry is can you show up? And if the answer is yes, you're on the team. There you go. Congratulations. Well, I think I'm done talking about that and running and Boston and yeah. Okay. Sounds fun. Uh, I guess we can talk about Patreon. I mean, I'm not Patreon. Gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna make you be all awkward. I'm not gonna make you be all awkward. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, you, uh, you want to do it? Yeah, you get you got oh, the yeah. notes up and everything. Yeah. Let's oh do yeah, it. of course yeah. I got the notes up. I know what I'm yeah, doing. I'm yeah. here for this. Yeah, she's a podcaster. Everybody, she knows what's going on. <laughs> I'm fancy. All right, let's go. Hey everyone, do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you're also into? Do you find yourself talking back to the hosts out loud while listening in the car or while riding on the train? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our habits going. <gasps> wow, that was really good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm fancy. A little applause for you. There you go. Round of applause. Thank you very much, Lex, for shilling for us. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you done. I got you. All right. Well, it's now time to uh, get a little, little. I don't know, semi-serious. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Talk about real life here. Uh, yeah, it's called ABK News. See what the hell ABK or Activision Blizzard King is going on, what they're doing. I don't know. It's a thing. Well, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Because last things we've kind of been talking about is, you know, Like, hey, I think the last thing we really talked about is union-busting efforts because Raven Software, right, they were trying to form a union. They pretty much formed a union, and they said, hey, Activision Blizzard, you should, uh, you know, voluntarily recognize us 
so we don't have to go through the dirty, messy, you know, process of basically forcing you to recognize us as a union. And they said, no, 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 boo-boo, we don't want to do that. Well, anyone, anyone, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so here's a fun little story here. Just a fun little story. Apparently, the Washington Post shared that the U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin actually wrote a letter to Bobby Kotick last week saying, knock it off. Okay, that's pretty much what she said. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to bust up the unions. Anyway, this letter is too good not to read. Plus, it is a good reminder what's going on. So, hey, Lex, you want to you read the letter since you did such a good job on the Patreon reading? That's fantastic. I got you. I, see, now I feel like standards are too high. Well, um, the standards are really high, so... Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> Dear Mr. Kodak, I write to you today about your subsidiary, Raven Software, based in Madison, Wisconsin. I have been following the efforts of a group of quality assurance testers to form a union at the company. I'm disturbed by recent media reports that describe efforts by Raven management to disrupt the organization effort. I urge you and the management at Raven Software to negotiate in good faith with the workers and suspend any efforts to undermine your employees' legal rights to form a union and collectively bargain. I understand that the National Labor Relations Board is currently considering the appropriate bargaining unit for a potential upcoming election. I'm troubled by reports that describe significant changes to the organizational chart at Raven announced by management shortly after the union began. These changes scatter quality assurance testers throughout the company, embedding them in inappropriate departments such as marketing, possibly in an attempt to frustrate efforts by the testers to form a bargaining unit comprised only of quality assurance testers. I will be following the proceedings of the National Labor Relations Board and Raven Software closely. I urge you and the management of Raven Software to remain neutral in the coming NLRB election in order to allow your employees to decide their representatives for themselves. Wow. Good job. Good job there, Tammy. Thank you. It's nice to have you. Oh, Tammy. Yeah, that's fair. Good job, Tammy. Good job, Tammy. She did a great job writing the letter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you did a good job reading it. But, I mean, Patreon was like, it was high bar. It was high bar, so... You know. I got you. Listen, I peaked in high school, so I uh, am just constantly <laughs> looking to. So did my brothers. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just thought this was freaking fantastic. And, and again, Allie did these notes and she found this and I had to pull up the articles and was super like, oh, my gosh, I was reading all this. I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels so good. This is so nice. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. You know, it's nice to actually have. I mean, I don't want to get super political, but it's nice to know that at least there's one party that's actually trying to look out for workers when the other one's like, no, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> we look out for Bobby Kodak. Oh, speaking of which, you know, Bobby Kodak had a couple like uh, shell companies that all he used were to donate money to people like Mitch McConnell and other GOP. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Fun, 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 right? I love I love living in a in a country where people can just decide that rules don't don't belong to them. I simply don't feel like following the rules and I have a few million dollars. Congratulations. No more rules. Like, love it. That's how the world ought to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know that it ought that, to be. I hope the dripping sarcasm in that came through. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just making sure everybody, you know, there is some, some, some serious sarcasm bars in there. So, oh yeah, okay. No spoiler alert, news flash. I suppose is the correct word. Uh, breaking news: uh, Lex is actually a conservative after agreeing with Mitt Romney on one thing, which is that the conservatives <laughs> yeah, that are morons. Video. I even commented on it. I laughed. You did. You did. 
good. Thank you. I was like, I was like, hey, let's let's go ahead and push this up in the algorithm. Let's kind of get some little engagement here. Let's get Lex going viral on TikTok. Because you're was, an angel. It was pretty funny. I like that one. So make me like me. It was pretty funny. All right. So anyway, last bit of news is that there's apparently two new lawsuits, one in California and one in New York, and they are challenging the ABK deal with Microsoft. Well, you know, Microsoft came in and said, hey, you guys, the stock is tanking. Mind if we buy you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, the shareholders who are filing these lawsuits aren't really fans of the golden parachutes that caught Kotick and the board of directors and senior management, blah, 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 will be getting out of the deal. The shareholders believe that the board of directors have a conflict of interest in securing the approval of this deal due to these golden parachutes. Probably. They also claim that ABK failed to disclose vital information such as revenue and operating income required to assess the proposed deal. Those filing the lawsuit are seeking to halt the deal and are demanding that ABK reveal more details about the transaction. Sounds to me like these shareholders think that ABK is being shady F uh, with this deal. <laughs> oh my god! I just read what, what Allie wrote. That's what she wrote. That's that. That's what she meant. That's what she meant. Shady mm. F. Mm-hmm. Shady F. Yep. <laughs> that is what she meant by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man. So, um, hey, just just a reminder to everybody. You know how Lex was saying you got a lot of money, and you know. You just get to do what you want. Um, well, I'm not necessarily saying that this is a bad idea, that this that they're you know, trying to open up a lawsuit to block this deal because, you know, is I know a lot of people in the community have been like, Microsoft has saved the day. <laughs> like, 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 we're not like enthusiastic about it, but we're like, ah, <laughs> like, like a little, <laughs> but I don't know. There's, there is kind of a lot of possible like monopoly, you know, implications here oh, too. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't even know how I feel about this lawsuit because yeah, I'm sure ABK wasn't really, you know, forthcoming with the shareholders. I don't really, they probably weren't, but do they lack standing and can they, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, we'll, we'll see. So anyway, do you have any thoughts on this one there, Lex? Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly super torn on this. I Okay, I will not pretend for a moment that I understand a single thing about the law, but I think my understanding based on pretend. Twitter, of course. Congratulations. Okay, Jen, you tell me how the law works. My no, I'll pretend from, that I know how the law works. You, That's all you got to do, babe. We're on the internet. Yeah, that is how it. it works now. Yes. You just oh, sound yeah. confident and they're like, Jen, that's what he's talking about. There you go. So uh, you're a lawyer. Congratulations on your law degree. Um, But... From everything I've heard from Twitter, this like there's really no way to get rid of Kodak and the the other folks without paying them a ton of money. And so like I would rather just kind of swallow my pride and know that, you know, yeah, they were going to get a ton of money anyway, at least now they're not running the company. Um than have them continue running the company but be like, well, now they're only kind of billionaires. Uh they might only be millionaires, I don't know. Uh Kodak's but- a billionaire. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, But again, do I know a single individual thing about a single individual law? I certainly do not. I certainly do not. My roommate had to teach me that you're not allowed to change lanes when you're like in an intersection. Like when you're actively in an intersection, you're not supposed to change lanes. I thought that was fine as long as nobody was, you know, going to get 
run into. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Shouldn't do that. Well, if you do it fast, nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> oh, you're really zooming about it. Yeah, there, no one's going to notice. <laughs> Those cameras don't notice that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just care if you're in the intersection when it's red. They're not going to be like, yeah. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not there when it's red because I move so fast. <laughs> yeah, it was really fast. How'd that camera catch me? I was so fast. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Look at this. It says the ticket. I was only at the intersection for 0.3 seconds. I, not even a hazard. That's barely not a even crime. a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> says here you were traveling at 93 miles per hour in a 35 zone. Hey, I was, you know, protecting the innocence in that uh, in that intersection. If you divide by three, that's under the speed limit. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, anyway, I'm not even going to pretend in this case to know how much of standing these uh, shareholders may have and if they can even block this deal. So, well, it's a thing. I'm just going to put it that it's a thing. It's happening. And I I'm going to let the like people that know things more than me uh, tell me about it. Uh, That's why we have judges. So I don't have to think about laws. (laughs) Actually, those are mostly lawyers. That them, too. We got we know a couple of those. They're, they're, you know, helpful. The funny thing is, I don't know any that live in the United States. It's like, I know Canadian and UK lawyers. No, you You know Goose. There's Goose? Oh, I see a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, get it together. Uh, Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Sorry. Well, now you do. Hey, there we go. Now now I know three. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't know what it was his job. I don't know what he was doing. I pay close attention when people say they're lawyers because then I'm like, you can get me out of this. The next crime I commit. And he's like, I just do contracts. <laughs> not a single, <laughs> not a single criminal lawyer among them, but I can believe. I, I'm not a public defender. I'm not no. I don't do crime. <laughs> I'm actually a prosecutor. <laughs> I will get you in then trouble. <laughs> for them frankly probably deserved yeah i mean that's, that's the thing it's like when they're like i'm a liar it's like which kind and they're like oh i'm a prosecutor and they're like oh that's not interesting anymore <laughs> you just give people a job. no no we're here for the the saving people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's that guy's name uh johnny cochran yeah we need johnny cochran over here if their glove don't fit you must acquit <laughs> You must acquit. I mean, it it worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It sure did. <laughs> All right. Right. Wow. Wow. That's. Wow. I keep forgetting that I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know who Johnny Cochran is. You were alive then. I. I. Okay. I'm. Go- I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I didn't know who Johnny Cochran is until you said, "If the glove must fit, that's fit. You must acquit." I didn't even say the line right, but then I was like, "Oh, I can put these pieces together." <laughs> Sorry, folks. I sometimes forget I'm uh, talking to the younger generation. I, I just I say references, and oh, then I feel like I have to explain. This isn't, sorry, this isn't a Gen Z issue. This is a Lexus stupid issue. Yeah, just to be clear, it's fine. no, it's fine. I mean, it's it's why we enjoy having Liam on the team so much. It just makes we you look Liam. smarter. <laughs> Thanks, Liam. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so hey, Lex, you're doing like a charity stream. What are you doing? What are you doing? I am. So actually, you're the first to know. And then by the time this episode actually comes out, everyone will be the last to know. Um, I'm actually doing a charity stream with Manny. Um, We are going to be spending 12 hours on Saturday, 
the, I know what dates are, Saturday the 5th, uh, raising money for the ACLU. So before the world erupted into World War Three, I know numbers, World War Three. um, the main thing on everyone's mind was the fact that in Texas, the governor announced basically that um, they were considering uh, tr- like gender affor- affirming medical care to be child abuse in Texas and that teachers uh, had to report like that as mandatory reporters, they had to report trans kids um, who were getting supported by their families Um which is one of the most disgusting things I have heard in my entire life. So we are going to be raising money for the ACLU because there has just been a pretty consistent attack on civil rights uh, in the United States and across the globe. But I've been seeing it a lot in my in my home, in our home, our home country. I forgot you weren't Canadian for a second. Um, and so, yeah, so we uh, will we'll get a we should be able to raise money. I, I know this isn't going to come out until after the fifth. Um, we should be able to continue to raise money even after the event. So I'll get that link to you um, for for show notes or what what have you. Sure. Uh, yeah. But um, so, yeah, that Manny and I are going to be spending a whole 12 hours together, a whole day, um, trying to make a couple dollars and pretend that we are powerful as the world falls apart about, around us. Well, that sounds fantastic. So... Anyway, I think that is a fantastic transition into what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah, let's do that. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about some 9.2. Because we already kind of talked about 9.2, but that's okay. We're going to talk more about 9.2 because it's actually here. And it's not really a spoiler as much anymore. You know, it's live on the game, so we're going to talk about it. But, you know, we'll, we'll give you a heads up before, you know, we talk about anything like, 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 you know, spooky or, you know, you get spooky. spoilerish, possibly, if you haven't done it yet. So, hey, um, just just as a heads up, we're going to be talking about 9.2. If you haven't had a chance to play it yet, you know, see, see you later. Come on back in a little while. Maybe maybe save this one in your backlog. So so here's your warning. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Okay. There's your spoiler warning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you gone? Okay. Get out of here. If you if, Seriously, that was a spoiler. Bye. All right. Okay. Later. Okay. So let's see. What, what did Allie write here? I'm curious. What is this? So that having been, I'm just going to read what Allie wrote. So, so thank you, Allie. Allie's for, a genius. Allie is a genius. So, so we're going to go ahead and just read exactly what Allie said. And then you're going to respond. How about, does that sound good? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I love responding to written words. Mm-hmm. So those written words are here. I'm going to even do an Allie impression. Here we go. That haven't been said. Let's get into it. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I I can maintain this Allie one. Southern? I don't know. Everyone's Southern when I do this crap. So here we go. Allie, the Southern Belle. <laughs> We're playing through the first week of 9.2. We have an idea what the jailer's end goal is. Something I've been curious to know from you, Lex, is what are your views on the jailer as a villain? I should have made a question mark there. So anyway, what are, what are your views? Right, we'll stop there. The Southern Belle. Uh, we'll stop and say, what are your views of, of jailer as a villain? So my views of Jailer as a villain is that he is what happens when you just keep building power and you never stop in an MMO. I think that World of Warcraft has had an issue for a while where they keep 
making us do these unbelievable, like we have killed so many gods. Like the number of gods that we have single-handedly, well, you know, 40-handedly, but still, that we've killed is unbelievable. Several-handedly. Several-handedly. We've had a couple buddies, but still, like, we as the the players and as the heroes literally have not only ended a god, but we have ended multiple gods. And honestly, that's one reason I was really excited for BFA. I'm tangenting a little bit, so cut me off when you want me to stop. But because I thought that a really good solution to this was going to be uh, returning to the faction conflict and really digging in deep to like what happens when you put these godlike powers against each other, right? What happens when these two groups that have a blood feud forever both have people who are capable of destroying the universe. But they didn't do that. We had the faction conflict for about half a a raid and then we all moved on. Um, And instead, I, I, I feel like So I listened to you guys' episode talking about the Jailer, and I do agree with you that he's an extraordinarily boring villain. And I would argue that the reason that he's such a boring villain is because he's not really a thing. He's just what happens when you get a bunch of writers sitting in a room saying, oh my god, we killed Nzoth. Um, okay, who haven't we killed? Crap, we've also killed Sargeras. Um, okay, those were the big bads. Uh, okay, um, what if, what if, what if they kill, like, the, 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 the creator of the afterlife? What if, what if that's who dies next? Uh, what if that's the big scary? Um, uh, yeah, so I think he's... I know what the jailer is. I was just like, I heard someone discussing this recently. You, you tell me mm-hmm. if you feel like this is correct, okay? Oh, yeah. So the jailer is nothing more than a MacGuffin, right? So the definition mm-hmm. of a MacGuffin, MacGuffin jailer, is an object or device in a movie or a bur- book or a video game. That serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Mmm. Yes. Yes. I was actually just... So, okay. Other thing that I should not admit as your your raid leader um, is that I literally just the finished the night... I'm not a healer. It's fine. That's fair. That's fair. You're not even gonna... You're not even gonna... And frankly... At the, never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna get <laughs> self-deprecating on this. I'm gonna be nice to myself uh, so that I don't have to make my other raid leads feel like they have to worry about me. Anyway. Um, but, like... One, so I just finished the 9-1 storyline while I was trying to get my Renown up. Um, and one thing that I was really struck with replaying 9-1, replaying, playing 9-1, uh, is that it really did feel like all that the writers wanted to talk about was morality and goodness and what makes you a good person and what a good person looks like and, you know, w- what it means to be good. I don't think that they wanted a villain for... Sh- at least, I don't, I don't think that anyone... I think that what makes when Blizzard excels at a villain, it is because there is at least a couple people in the writer's room who really, really love that villain and are making it a complicated villain um, because they're excited about it and they want to tell like they want to tell this story. I think that is one of the reasons that Blizzard gets a reputation for writing Mary Sue's. Um, and I think that nobody wanted to write the jailer. And I think that he kind of just... I should probably stop hypothesizing what Blizzard writers are doing, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, but and that's the vibe I got. Before we move on, in case you're curious, the definition of a Mary Sue <laughs> uh, originally in fan fiction. It, it comes from a fan fiction thing. So a type of female character who is depicted as unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. So I think that's shifted over time and we just dropped the female gender to it and it's just any character... That is unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. So that is. And in fairness, 
in fairness, I did misuse the word Mary Sue. What I was trying to say is Blizzard has a reputation for writing self-inserts. Um, I think that, you know, one conversation I've had back, especially in my role-playing days, one conversation we had a lot is, isn't it interesting? Isn't it funny? Isn't it hilarious how the game is made up of all of these human men who are dating, like that all of the Wind Runner sisters ended up with a human man. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that that silly isn't that cool i'm that's actually not true i can only think of who two of the wind runner sisters ended up with but like that basically they kept writing all three of them ended up with humans it's fine there we go there we go then i'm sorry i ever corrected myself um i was right corallian and nathanos there you go there you go yeah so it 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 feels like a lot of the good characters or like the good as in the interesting characters in blizzard are interesting because there's somebody powerful in the writer's room who is advocating for them and who is excited about them. And I just, I don't think anyone writing the jailer is excited about the jailer. And I don't know why I'm expected to be excited about something that nobody else is excited about. Cause he's a MacGuffin. They're he's just, a MacGuffin. Yeah. They're just using the jailer as like we said, a trigger, something to move the plot along. Doesn't really serve a purpose. Cause honestly the whole thing, I mean, we got a novel coming out probably what this month. I don't know. Let me <laughs> check my Amazon order. All about Sylvanas. <laughs> it's about Sylvanas. We were just talking about the jailer. And we're like, hey, the jailer. And Sylvanas is, is really the focus of this story. Oh, yeah. But also somehow isn't. And we will not get into my feelings on that. No, no. Um, we are going to get into your feelings about oh, that. We are tell get me, into my feelings tell on me, that. Tell me. What are your feelings about Sylvanas and then their possibly lack thereof? I have felt for quite some time that isn't it funny? Isn't it interesting? Isn't it striking? Um that uh, every single time Sylvanas has like has two ways of being okay women in World of Warcraft have two ways of being overshadowed by men or evil um, and I I think that Sylvanas is one of the best examples so there I cannot think of a single example of a woman in the peak of her in the peak of power for whatever organization like there's Sylvanas and there's Jaina. Those are the two women who've reached peak in one of the major factions. And there's minor factions. There's been women, like women run the Night Elves technically, even though isn't it interesting that they really only seem to want to talk about Malfurion when they're talking about Night Elves. And when they're not talking about Malfurion, isn't it funny? Isn't it interesting that when Tyrande's powerful, she gets angry righteously and then she's evil. Um, but Blizzard does not seem to know how to write women who are powerful, don't have a man telling them what to do, and aren't evil, or or aren't mothers. Anyway, um, and I I I am I think it's it's funny, it's interesting, it's striking, as I seem to like to say today, um, that the, everyone agrees that this is a Sylvanas expansion. Everyone agrees that the most interesting villain in this is Sylvanas, and isn't it funny that she's not the main boss? Isn't that isn't that interesting? Isn't that striking? Isn't that funny? Uh, isn't it funny that instead, in the the final the the peak of this expansion, we have two men that were the, that are you know de- doing the big evil, one of whom is dominated, and then another man who's coming in and helping Sylvanas through her big scary woman feel wings because she needs Uther to tell her how to deal with her women feel wings. They're so big because she's a woman. She can't process her feel wings. She needs a man to tell her how to process her feel wings. Hey Lex, let me tell you how to process your feelings right now. <laughs> Thank you. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I don't even know how to process my feelings so don't take my advice. <laughs> That's my advice. 
<laughs> oh yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I don't know how to process my feelings, but that's not because I'm a woman. That's because I'm in Gen Z. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm a millennial, so there we go. Congratulations, bestie. I'm like one of those old-timey millennials, as, as you can tell by the gray beard. So there you go. <laughs> I love that for you. It's it's really killing it. Top tier beard. Uh huh. All right. Well, let me see if I can respond to any of that. Um, so you said they cannot write a woman mm-hmm. that is like powerful and awesome. Mm-hmm. That is either one. What you said it was either one overshadowed by a man or two mm-hmm. evil. One or mm-hmm. the other. I will give you two examples, and then um, please do one and a half examples. I'm gonna give you one. Please and do. A half please examples. do. Because one please of the do. examples. Early in the story, 100% overshadowed by a man. And that was Jaina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Jaina. But, no. But when, but, J- mm, when Jaina say, gained... Arthas is the problem? So Arthas... No. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. When Jaina reached the peak in the Kirin Tor, uh, Jaina became emo- evil. That's actually one of the, the biggest arguments I would make for the... I'm sorry, Jen. You know more about lore than me. Continue. I'm, I'm, no, I'm femsplaining no, 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 you right no, now. No. Hey, <laughs> if I'm allowed to mansplain, which I'm going to say I am... Because it's hell yeah, me, it's your it's podcast. Because to me, it's just explaining, and I'm sorry if I'm explaining, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you do the same thing. I just that, that's I how that's that. how I get away with it because because I allow you. We'll both be condescending to each other. Yes, this is how we're gonna get away with it. We're <laughs> condescending to each other. Fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, so so you're right. That is where a lot of the, the you know a lot of people think that she was evil. However, I would actually argue that she was correct uh, because she kicked the horde out of Dalaran. That was the main thing. Mm-hmm. And the only reason she did kick the horde out of Dalaran, because, okay, remember, the horde bombed her mm-hmm. city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big sads, big sads. That was that was the thing. I, I, I get that. And then she, at the end of that book, they made her the leader of the Kirintor. They made her the mm-hmm. leader of the Kirintor, even though mm-hmm. they're like, hey, are we going to deal with this trauma at all? We're, we're just like, like not even going to give her a break? She's just suddenly the leader of the Kirintor? No? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. leader of the Kirintor. So that's issue number one. We didn't even give her a time off to deal with those feelings. Number two, it, we just kind of discussed though the, the horde kind of did this thing, and Garrosh is in charge of the horde. Garrosh is the type of person that did all this thing, and she was like, "Okay, I will be in charge of the Kieran tour." And then, and everyone looked at her and said, "Hey, are you going to go ahead and kick the horde out? Like, are you going to allow?" That? And she's like, "Yes, the Kieran tour is a neutral faction. I will respect." That the Kirintor is a neutral faction, and I am going to do my best mm-hmm. to deal with that. Um, and what happened was two two things. Number one, the first thing that happened is the Divine Bell was stolen using portal networks through Dalaran by Horde mm-hmm. agents. And she found out about that. And what that meant was Anduin almost died. And Jaina is, in many ways, like kind of like uh, Anduin's surrogate aunt. Mm-hmm. And that pissed her off. And so she was like, okay, all right, I tried to play nice, and you guys keep saying, you know, shame on me once, as they say, you fool me once, shame on me. There you go. That's how the saying goes, mm-hmm. right? And then the George W. Bush is, fool me again, you go, fool me again. So, <laughs> God, that man was so dumb. I'm so sorry. You can edit that out of the podcast if you don't want me to say that. No, it's true. It's fine. Because you, you ain't going to fool me anymore. That's what Jana said. You can fool me anymore. Fool me twice? You ain't going to fool me anymore because I'm going to kick you all out of Dalaran. So that's what she said. So, I mean. That's fair. Was she evil? No. Was she angry? Yes. Was she justifiably angry? Oh, hell yeah. And because she's like, all right, fine. I'll play nice and give you guys the benefit of the doubt. 
But, uh, all right, uh, you guys stepped all over that me being nice thing. And remember, don't take my kindness as weakness because <laughs> get out. So we're going to we're going to we're going to admit to something here. All right. Uh, and that something is that I actually have never played through or read this part of the story. <laughs> I have simply heard it explained to me by other role players. So thank you for this this in-depth explanation of the lore that I have built an entire argument against Blizzard on. Um, the way that I've heard it explained to me is an ethnic cleansing that she cleansed Dalaran. Oh, um, not even close. Not even close. In, okay, in fair. fact, she kicked out only people that were like in like the war effort. Everyone else, she basically gave everyone a warning. It was like, uh, it's time to go. Pack your bags. Just you got to go. And she So did. maybe maybe what we actually learned is that Lex's friends when I was back as a role player were misogynistic. Maybe they were the misogynists. No, I'm not even going to go that way cuz cuz in in the role player's defense, if they didn't read the book, which a lot of people don't. You Fair. don't get a lot of nuance. And that's actually a big mm-hmm. critique that I have on Blizzard is, hey, Blizzard, learn to tell a story without having to do a book. I mean, books are great. Well, Jin, but- have you heard Have you heard my deep and unending feelings about the Blizzard's use of, um, of books to portray a huge amount of the story? What's that? I think you actually have. I think you didn't like it. I think that Blizzard very... I didn't like it. There we go. Again. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. My vibe with Blizzard is that what Blizzard does is Blizzard puts moderate to like conservative leaning information in the game, which is what they know that they're more conservative and moderate leaning player base is going to focus on. And they know that the people who lean liberal and the people who are going to care about wokeness and things like that are primarily. Or those are the ones who are going to buy the books, that the role players are the leftists. And so they put a lot more of their liberal like and like woke and and, you know, feminist and like pro LGBT, all of that stuff that goes in books first so that the leftist player base can be like, oh, my God, they have such great representation. They have such nuanced takes on women. They have all of this fascinating stuff. Um this is such a great game and I can continue to support it. And then they don't have to worry about their more conservative player base who tend to be less in the role playing spheres, uh, hearing that and getting mad at them because they simply will not read the books. And so they simply never have to run into it. And so they don't have to worry about people boycotting because it's too liberal. Now I will say I am very sad that I was venthier for this, my covenant at first, because what I did not realize is that the open queer representation is in Bastion and Night Fae. Um, so that does kind of put a little bit of a pin in that argument, like, like that pokes a, a bit of a hole in that argument. But that is my vibe is that Blizzard puts information that liberal players will really like and conservative players will dislike in books. And they put information that they at the very least don't have to worry about their conservative player base getting mad about in the game exclusively. (laughs) I'm not just laughing because you're basically just saying conservatives don't read. (laughs) (laughs) Ali's never going to let us do a podcast again. Ali's going to be like listening to this like Oh my god, what is happening? Why did you spend this entire podcast going into politics? You were supposed to talk about the jailer, you were supposed to talk about Anduin with all of this story, and all you did was make fun of George W. 
Bush and talk about hating concern. You know, I. It's okay. He's a hate- war criminal. It's fine. <laughs> we can make fun of all you want. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That you know, I was gonna say, uh, if if we can make fun of war criminals, we can make fun of every president. And then I remember we can make fun of every president. We can. <laughs> Look at us go. Yeah. Allie, baby, please invite me to podcast in the future. I swear to God, I don't only do this. I promise. I love you so much. Um, agree to disagree, but I'm all for it. I'm here for this. So let's, let's yes. keep going. Anyway, so to actually, um, I will say to respond to that in a non-joking manner, in a in a mm-hmm. real manner, not just not mm-hmm. just like man, exterminatory. <laughs> no, uh, my first take would be okay. Um, I in recent times, I like in the past, I want to say five years. I kind of, I think you might be onto something with that, mm-hmm. but I'm more referring to the cataclysm and before period where they didn't really care about that because it wasn't even in the fair. books either. It wasn't in the books That's either. That's fair. And mm-hmm. they embedded a whole lot of the story that was like basically required to even mm-hmm. know what the hell was going on in these books. Cataclysm is, is in my opinion, the absolute perfect example. Cataclysm is, I mean... If you didn't, if you weren't playing back then, that's cool. You don't have to play it back then. That's fine. I started in Legion. That was about a bajillion years ago. So I mean, it's fine. So let me explain <laughs> what they did in Cataclysm and why uh, putting a lot of information in books has been kind of a touchy subject. It's why I think Madeline Rue did a fantastic freaking job with Shadows Rising. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic book. 100% not required reading. So mm-hmm. just like the folk and fairy tale, you know, talking about the some of the LGBTQ plus, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, friggin' words escape me. Uh, you know, inclusivity. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. Chromie. They finally confirmed mm-hmm. what many in the lore community already knew. Well, anyway, Cataclysm, like I said, b- best example. So, you know, we're playing with the Lich King, having a good time. Pre-patch hits, and then literally the entire world has changed, and everyone went like, wait, what? What's going on? Because if you didn't read The Shattering, you'd be like, whoa, what the crap? Because they didn't put any of it into the game. You literally just woke up and freaking Karen's dead. There's a guy named Bane that's in charge of the tour now. And, you know, freaking Thrall's wearing some freaking shaman beads now. And he's like, whoa, what's the, what the, what the, what the, what, what, did, what did you do? <laughs> so, yeah, lots of stuff that they have done in the past where you're, if you hadn't, hadn't read the book, you'd have no freaking clue what is going on in the game. Um, but yeah, I, I think you might be onto something actually. So I'm not, I'm not going to like just say, no, you're, wrong but i there there it, it does feel like they're getting better you know basically after they fired alex afraziabi uh feels like they're getting better isn't that funny yeah isn't it's that funny interesting. It's funny interesting huh. interesting yeah so and obviously they're not you know you can't do one-to-one because i know um the pelago storyline was probably in the works before june of 2020 mm-hmm. i don't know actually no but it didn't release until after so they could have easily changed it because I did, I do actually remember there was actually um, reaching out to uh, some of the trans community, and they actually asked, "Would do you think a character like Pelagos would prefer he, him, or they, them?" And ooh, ooh, bestie, bestie, I got some feelings about that one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear them? Oh, I'd love to hear your feelings about that one. This is my less nuanced take. I think that so that is a very valid reading of what happened, and I think that that is a very fair and a very kind to blizzard way to put it my 
counter take is that based on the character. So they didn't. My understanding is I don't think they asked the trans community. It's more that they put it in the like testing and they got a lot of pushback. That's actually probably more more what actually happened. Which, to be fair, is why we test. Um, But the one thing that I think about every single time I think about Pelagos is that if there was a single trans person, if there was one trans person in that room who had veto power or who felt truly comfortable speaking up, there is not a chance in hell that they would have started with Pelagos using they, them pronouns. Obviously, Pelagos is a trans man. Pelagos' entire character was a, tra- was a trans man. Like, that's so clear. That's in everything he says. And using they, them pronouns feels very a bunch of cis people who don't really get it and are trying really hard. And I'll grant them that they're trying really hard, but don't really get it. Um, And so I have a lot of respect for Blizzard because they listened and because they did try. I think that's really good of them. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I think that it's important that when people are trying to grow and trying to learn, we give them room to grow and learn. But I also think it's important to kind of keep somewhere in the back of our minds that that is evidence that there was not anyone in the room who could challenge that 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 decision and who actually understood what it meant to be a trans person. Yeah, I think that's an absolutely valid take because that's probably more accurate than what actually <laughs> happened. Because <laughs> my memory is not that great, so who freaking knows? <laughs> Mine isn't either. I just I exist solely on rage, um, and I think that what we do is a good job balancing each other out. Um, because I'll remember the parts when you need to be angrier, and you'll remember the parts where I should probably chill out a little bit. Oh, sweet. There we go. Anyway, speaking of chilling out, let's not do that because uh, we have some nine two hype to talk about. So opposite hype? of chill out. <laughs> I don't know, it's a thick thing I guess we're going to do. Anyway, so we already talked about uh, Jailer uh, because Jailer, man, that's that's our opinion on the Jailer. So we finally got our hands on 9-2, not the TTR, actually the freaking patch. All right, I thought it would be cool next time to go around and see what our impressions are. R- remember, this is Allie talking. Oh, I forgot. Let's do it. Let's do Allie again. Let's do Allie again. Um, all right, uh, let's back it up. I thought it would be cool to take some time to go around and see what our impressions are in terms of story and gameplay, Zeph Mortis as its own, and what we are most looking forward to in the rest of the patch. I figured this could be nice, chill conversation for all of us. Hmm. I, I do appreciate that as this goes further, we're devol- devolving into Towley. Oh, is that what? Oh, okay. You are one good high. <laughs> 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 That's the growth of Allie just over over this episode is just becoming Towly. Yeah, I mean I don't um, I don't have an Allie impression. She's awesome. I'm just I'm just oh, yeah. I'm just goofing off here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what is your impression of 92 so far or have you played it because you were catching up on 91? <laughs> So I have I I am actually doing I think a fairly good-ish job of keeping up on 92. Um by which I mean I took the day off of work the day that the patch dropped and I spent the entire day well the entire start I play, started at three o'clock and I played through the whole first part of the storyline on stream. Um I I will say I'm having a lot of fun with 92. Um I I don't know how much of that is because 92 itself is killing it and how much of it is that I just desperately miss content. Um but I have been having a great time not to announce myself as cringe, but all I want to do when I play World of Warcraft is put on old emo rock. Um, like we're talking Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin Babes, like that flavor of like stuff that was popular when I was in high school and just lose my mind um, while I'm playing through the story. So it's great, by the way. If you want a really good soundtrack to this, Breaking Benjamin, top tier. Um, I don't know. No, one of those songs I like. Let me look that up. 
while you keep talking. <laughs> oh, I know all of them. I was a huge Breaking Benjamin stan in my youth. Um, but uh, so I am having a ton of fun. I think that there's a lot of interesting characters. There's there is a lot of stuff to do, but not so much that I feel bad when I'm taking a day off, which is, I think, a really good balance and a hard balance to walk. Um, and you know, I think I think that the elders are cool. I think that the concept of the brokers, the enlightened is cool. I really love the, you know, enlightened who's off living in a cave whose name I've already forgotten. Um Fareem. I Yes, that one. Um <laughs> I love I love the Dreadlords. I think that they're fun. I think the Dreadlords are frankly one of the coolest villains in this entire patch or this entire expansion. And so bringing them back top tier. Um so I'm having a great time. I you know, that's not a very nuanced take, but I'm loving it. I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I'm not going to add a lot of nuance to that other than I'm just going to pile on. I've been having a lot of fun with it, except those puzzles. Uh, damn puzzles. I, I may actually just say screw it and get the damn add on. <laughs> Maybe. We'll Live see. your dreams. <laughs> Live your know. dreams. I'm I, not judging. I haven't given up yet. I haven't given up hope, but puzzles. <laughs> 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 I'm bad at them. But yeah, no, I'm having a good time. I I, I like the whole uh, Mechagon, Zareth Mortis kind of, not Zareth Mortis, that's, that's where we're at. I'm talking freaking BFA. What's that place called? Najatar. Because that's what it feels like. Oh, that's, yes! That's what Zareth Mortis feels like, is it feels like they took mm -hmm. Najatar and Mechagon and were like, hey, what if we just took those two zones? And we're like, <laughs> meh, meh. I'm like, no, Kith, right? That's what they did. So they, they stuck those two together because they got the treasures, they got all like, the cool stuff. And, you know, and even they got like the, the little forge where you create things, kind of like in Mechagon, right? It's like you got a lot of stuff where you make stuff. But then there's like goofy puzzles where you like play Bejeweled for a while and, <laughs> and then do the things where you do break the lines out. Bejeweled, that's a throwback, bestie. I mean, we call it Candy Crush now. We don't call it Candy Crush in this. No, it's Bejeweled. It's Bejeweled. I mean, <laughs> okay. If you wanted the real throwback, we call it Snood, Okay. That's the real that throwback. That sounds like a... Never mind. I'm not supposed to... We're keeping this podcast clean. Continue. <laughs> I, know, I know what you said. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anywho, I've been having a good time. So anyway, so... so Oh, Allie. Allie has... Anyway, so she's she's been enjoying it. This is what Allie wrote. One thing... Oh, okay. One thing I've always enjoyed about this game is a sense of wonder... When you get to a new zone and the desire to explore. Mm-hmm. This is what we know about Ali. I mean, as a matter of fact, I looked up. I, I looked up. I did the whole look up thing. Have you looked up at Zerath Mortis yet? I have not. Is it cool? It's a freaking kaleidoscope. <gasps> it's Oh, my nuts. God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's, it's kind of nutty. So, yeah. When Ali says, don't forget to look up. Seriously, like, don't sleep on that. That's some good damn advice. I was I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, there's a kaleidoscope up in the sky. <laughs> it's the fractals, right? It's just like, ah. Anyway, so she continues, I feel that Zerth Mortis. I feel that with Zerth Mortis. That's what she said. This is Allie, everybody. Hi, Allie. We miss you. I love running around and finding chess, solving puzzles. You like solving puzzles? Those are hard, hard puzzles. All right. <laughs> Exploring nooks and crannies and killing rares. I like killing those rares, too. Especially when I get friends, because I can't kill them by myself. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I love the Atoma's musical language with all like, you know, like, I don't know, we built this city on rock and roll. That's, what that's the, exactly that's what, what she meant. Atoma. That's exactly what she meant. That is exactly what they meant. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a forge of creation. That's what they're just doing. We built this 
just said it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Explore where where did I leave off? Toby's musical language, and I get excited every time I hear it because we built this city on rock and roll. It's a great song. I adore Poke Poke. Poke Poke is great. I have about five different nicknames for Poke Poke. Uh, and I love all the hats that you can get for it. Yeah, the hats are pretty great. I got like three of them last night. Fantastic. Congratulations. That desire to learn more about the first ones is real. And we are getting little hints throughout, which is both exciting and maddening because I want the info. And this is how Allie does it. I want it now. Now. <laughs> that's how she, that's how Allie does it. So, all right. <laughs> I'm most looking forward to getting more of that story, seeing it play out, and seeing how it ties back to Azeroth and develops the characters we know. Now that Hard to agree. that is, I'm gonna go ahead and say, "Hey, Allie, if, if you're listening, which I absolutely know you are, you are right. I like all that, but you know what? I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm looking forward to a new raid. <gasps> Bro, I'm so excited for progression. First of all, we get to hang out more. Congratulations yeah. on having to hang out with me for three hours in two days. I mean, um, it's, it's different in Raid. Like, this is just like we're talking and it's like I can't escape you. So, I mean, it's there you go. It's fun. It's great. I like it. But in Raid, it's mostly it's mostly freaking Luke and Kirk babbling on about some shit. And then you <laughs> piping every, every now and then. My stream said hi or something like that. <laughs> that actually is a great description of Raid. Just Luke and Kirk actually running the stream. And like me and to be fair, stats in the lore are usually better at this than me. And like they kind of walk the line. But I'm the one who just pops in like, oh, my goodness. Death says hi, everybody. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's, it's like mid fight explanation. This is raid. This is raid night. Everybody like, like it's it's great. It's like, hey, remember everybody? We're gonna be like, like what did Lex just do? Oh, and don't even show Lex a picture of a small child or a cute animal. Because <gasps> so little. The f- oh my god. Oh my god. I I feel so bad for my poor stream because I'm not gonna show them like Luke's face when he's showing me the dog. I'm I'm not disrespectful to other people's boundaries, but. The number when he puts on a dog, I just completely forget that I'm supposed to be a professional streamer because they're just so cute. They're just, you don't even have to show me the picture. You don't even have to show me the picture. Just mention dogs around me. We're gone. We're done. Over. Complete. So yeah, if you would like to, uh, hey, I'm gonna use this as a moment to shill for just a moment. If this sounds fun to you, if this sounds fun. Apparently, we're recruiting right now. We're we recruiting. are. Yeah, look at that. You want to join those crazy shenanigans of? Me just sitting around, kind of doing my thing, not really saying much because I really don't say much in raid. Uh, and then Lex losing her shit uh, over dogs and adorable <laughs> children. Um, it's great. You should you should you should talk to an officer and apply. You can talk to Lex. She's an officer. So there you go. Talk to me. Yeah, uh, Lex. I talk back. Lex underscore rants on all the medias, including TikTok. <laughs> It's a good one. Including t- mostly TikTok, honestly. That's true. All right, moving on, moving on. Thanks, Allie, for your thoughts. Appreciate that. All right, we got some Dreadlord confusion. We got some, dread- this is some Dreadlord confusion? What's going on here? I, I didn't know I was confused about Dreadlords. I'm always confused about Dreadlords. So what did Allie say? Allie says that, well, I have you both here. She's got us both here. She's She has uh-huh. us in spirit. She has us in spirit. She does. She uh, has me in soul and heart. And, and soul Continue. and heart. And I said that in the wrong the wrong order. I realized as heart came out of my mouth that the flipped conversation, it, it's better flipped. Continue. Heart and soul. Yeah, that does sound better. The soul and heart. That sounds like, like a weird Captain Planet thing. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that, but I get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, with the references and the I'm Zoomer so sorry. over here. I'm, I'm sorry. so it's sorry. Okay. 
So, Captain Planet, just so you know, he is our hero. He's going to bring pollution down to zero. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Something, something, something. I forget the lyrics to the song. But anyway, you get the idea. Uh, so there was a there was a moment in time that um, yeah, you remember like when Al Gore was president. I mean, was supposed to be president. Um, there was a moment before that where we actually took like environmentalism and like things like that actually, you know, seriously. And we actually had mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoons, Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoons, and one of them was called Captain Planet, and it was actually all about like, hey, we should actually like treat this planet like respectfully and like do the right thing, and you know, not just destroy it with awfulness and. Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. Uh, Captain Planet. We simply did not. He is our hero. He's going to bring pollution down to zero. And, well, apparently Captain zero. Planet failed. <laughs> Big ass on Captain Planet. <laughs> Big ass on Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Captain Planet. That's that's sad. But let's get back to some Dreadlord confusion. Well, Allie has us both here, and we try and stay on topic. There's something that uh, Allie wants to chat about quickly. As we are questing in Xerath Mortis, we see that there are some Nathrazim. Nathrazim. Yeah, that's the name of the Dreadlords, right? Yeah, those, 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 just those checking. Those I mean, you, you, you have this thing where you're like, I got lore gaps, so I'm just checking. Right? Just making sure that that wasn't a gap. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's valid. I truly, the fact that I know that is a miracle. Okay, well, gap has been filled. That sounds weird. Uh, both... <laughs> Oops. All right. <laughs> Both male and female dreadlords that are still part of the jailer's forces. As you kill them, sometimes they say this. So close to the home. Wow. That was weird. Okay. Home. So close to home. Why are they saying that they're so close to home? What's going on with this? I was supposed to rewatch my stream before I recorded this. And I'm literally, as I saw this, I was like, oh, right. I was supposed to rewatch my stream because when I saw this in the show notes, I was like, oh my God, no, there was something a lot more intense. Like not, sorry, sorry, not more Allie. This is really cool, but there's things that stuck with me more. Um, and I can't remember the damn words, but they said something that, uh, that made it seem like, and it's possible that this was just because they were trying to distract me from, Malganus being me but something like the fact that I was fighting them was actively helping their plan like my my do you remember this line at all Jan do you know what I'm talking about no keep going maybe it'll come to yeah me. so so basically and I, I I literally remember like yelling about this on stream every time I'd kill a dreadlord they would like basically be like yes Thank you. This was a win for my team. Those were very clearly not the words they used, but it was very, very clear that my decision to kill them, they thought like it sucked because they were dying, but it was good that I was doing that. And I remember the nut, like, like I, I very vividly remember being on stream, being like, why are they telling like, like, but more in a, in a, in a, in a like, oh my God, like don't reveal your plan, you clowns. But I, oh my God, I, yes, I don't know what it is, but unless it literally is just that I didn't connect the dots that what they were saying is they were distracting me from Malganus being me. Like I got the vibe that there's something big with the Dreadlords and that we are committing a major, Oh God, this is, this is not an explicit podcast, a major fricky wiki, a major whoops a doodle <laughs> as the kids these days say. <laughs> Glad you said that. Cause that was even funnier. What you could have said. <laughs> 
Well played. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Whoops to doodle. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, get, I, I get that. I'm, I'm saying that. Um. So yeah, so close to home. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I feel like he's like the dreadlord was like running around the bases, and he's like, oh man, we're close. he's he's gonna slide for home, and we go, bah, bah, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, so close to home. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. That's what it is. They're actually playing baseball this whole time. Did you not notice? I mean, it's just like he's using a lot of balls. It's obviously an analogy. It's it's an analogy. All right. No, it's not. It's it's an analogy. It's not. Okay. It's not. Well, I mean, have you have you seen Zareth Mortis? There are a lot of balls there. There There's a lot of balls all over. So many balls. So many spherical orbies things. You get the idea. Well, I'm sorry, Bestie. I didn't interrupt. You didn't interrupt me. I'll stop interrupting you. Well, I mean, it's fine. You interrupt me all I want. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> talking about baseball and how they're sliding in for home. And, you know, we said no. I don't know why he said so close to home or she. I don't freaking know. It could be female dreadlord. I don't know. And they're just like, it's a thing. And maybe it's the jailer's problem. Anyway, Allie's got thoughts. Probably way better than mine. Well, she's thinking that she's overthinking it. Um, I don't think you are, Allie. I'm underthinking it. So anyway, do they consider Nathrezim home? And is that nearby? I'm going to say no. Or Nathreza. She wrote Nath- Nathreza. Uh, do they consider Nathreza home? And is that nearby? Mm, Nathreza, Nathreza. That's the planet. That's the planet. Yeah, that's the planet that they used to inhabit. That's like the Dreadlord planet. Nathreza. That's actually where Illidan attacked uh, to get the... the the Sargari Sar, Keystone or whatever. It basically how they got to Argus. Right? The little pop, pop, pop. You started playing in Legion. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the idea. Or is Revendreth home and they miss it? Mm, that's possible. Or did the Jailer promise them a new home? What is even happening? Uh, Allie, uh, I don't think you're overtaking it. I think there is some hints here, but I don't know what they are. Just like some of our Ilganoth whispers. I don't know what any of them mean. Except the Diamond to Pond thing. Yeah, that one's easy. Magni. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So before we continue, I, we have we do have a like a hot off the presses, breaking news. We're gonna do some live reactions here to something that neither of us have seen at this point. But before we do that, hey, remember how I said that I had one and a half, you know, examples mm-hmm. of female characters that they wrote, and I only gave you a half because we talked about mm-hmm. Jaina for a long time, and then I totally mm-hmm. forgot about the other one. So I wanted to bring mm-hmm. you know, circle back to that, circle back to that before yeah, circle yeah. back. So the number, the one, literally the one example of a character that I think they've actually written well, mm-hmm. and mm, funny being that it's a very recent character. I think I know what you're going to say. Draka. Continue. Draka. That was not who I thought you were going to say. Draka, in my opinion, is probably the only strong woman they've ever written. Yes, she was technically a mom, but since she's not really a mom in the afterlife, that's not really a concern to her anymore. It's just like, Thrall's still up there. I don't freaking care. Uh, that's kind of where she's going. She's just trying to live her best afterlife and protect the Shadowlands. She seems to be doing a damn good job. No, that's... I don't know. You correct me if I'm wrong. You, do you... Do no. You, I, that's my take, though, because Draka seems like a badass to me, and I love her. I, I agree with you. I think the, the pushback for the, the... The pushback that I would give, because I... Okay, very early in the episode, I said I peaked in high school. What I, the, the nuance <laughs> I didn't add to that is that what I did in high school was speech and debate. Um, so the the speech and debate person in me just needs to like win the argument by virtue of the like just like prove my point. So the the one pushback that I would give based on the argument that I put forward is that Draka is not like 
the top. When I say overshadowed by a man, what I'm arguing is that you don't see women who are at the absolute peak, right? Sylvanas was the first, like there are the two major factions. Sure, she's Sylvanas not the, is the Right. Right, exactly. Is she even the head of the Necrolords? Yes. I don't play Necro. Okay, well then never mind. Then so, actually, then well, I, I would- mean- so she's not the Primus. She's not the Primus. But at the end of the 9.1 campaign, if you were Necrolord, which I was at the time. I'm not. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tell you. I Please know. do. We get a lot of hate, but we're cool. We swear. We're, we're cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I swear. Anyway. <laughs> we say <laughs> we George Toby Bush is an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we tell ourselves all the time. We're cool, right? Well, I'm yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she becomes uh, the new Margrave of the House of the Chosen. So she is. <gasps> okay. She is top tier that was previously immortal. I mean, you, you can't just, oh, it's just the Primus now. Yeah. She, she literally was yeah. just an orc that came from Draenor, came over to Azeroth. You get the idea. Um, she's, she's doing a good, she's doing a good job. Doing a good yeah. job. Yeah. So to be fair, that actually is probably the one example that really dispro- the, the, the disproves my argument. And I will say that Blizzard has not only gotten a lot better, like, has very clearly cared more about writing good women, but like is also clearly working to put women in the story room. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've said for a while that Blizzard has officially burned through enough good faith that I am going to be suspicious until they actually prove me wrong. Um, But I, I, I will, I will agree. I think that they are doing a better job of writing women, this expansion. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that. Here's mm -hmm. the problem. So, Oh, yeah. Good on you, Blizzard. You uh, created a character that will stick with us for one expansion only. True. So Yeah. So, yeah. So, if we're going to say, if there is one other possible, possible, I'm going to get, I'm going to give it a three quarter, not even full, mm-hmm. because I, I can't actually argue that this is a perfect example, because you said not overshadowed by a man, and the other one was evil. This one has a, they're kind of, they're kind of like a little bit of both, and that is Talanji. Mm-hmm. A little Talanji. bit of overshadowed by her father. Um, yes, the princess. R- yeah, I don't remember. Talanji her. is the princess of the um, the freaking Zandalari. Uh, Z- Zandalari. Thank you. I was gonna say other troll things. I was like, nope, mm-hmm. not. I'm not saying it because that's not the right one. They're not the Zolaman. That's freaking <laughs> the other one. They're trolls, at least. No, Zandalari. Yes. So she's the princess of the Zandalari. Her father was Rastakhan, but Rastakhan's dead now. Okay. So she's kind of like, you know, everyone's got their parents and, you know, they die and then you can kind of become their own. And she's been doing a pretty good job of that. So anyway. When I got really excited, I'm sorry, were you? No, no, no. Keep going. Go, go, go. When I got really excited and said, I think I know who you're going to say, that's who I was thinking of. Okay. Um, 100%. And I I, I thought, I actually thought that she was going to do more. I thought, as in, in the sense of, I thought that she was going to become a permanent fixture of the Horde. And I was very, and probably that means that I haven't played through enough expansions. Um, and I didn't realize that these characters obviously go away after the expansion. But I was super excited about her. I thought that that maybe would actually be a good enough gift in return for taking away the first uh, woman who has led one of the two major factions within like one expansion. Um, and then she left and I was very sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, she technically hasn't left. They just haven't put her in the spotlight of anything. So um, sad there. But the good news is Talanji absolutely can come on back. So. Oh, I love her. Yeah. The thing Please. that I like about Talanji is that she is dealing basically with the you know, the hand that was dealt her, uh, for example, mm-hmm. because, you know, her dad was like, hey, um, Razan's dead. 
we don't really have a low of kings anymore. Hey, Buon Samdi, can you help me out? And Buon Samdi's like, sure, but what's in it for me? Makes, seems, seems logical. So anyway, you know, Mr. Rastakhan said, all right, well, I will elevate you as the, you know, Loa of Kings. Mm-hmm. And Buon Samdi said, I need a little bit more. He's like, all right, I will bind you to my bloodline. So you will always be the Loa of Kings. He said, you got to have a deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and, and Talanji's dealing with that. She's dealing with that. And uh, they've actually, I like the fact that they, her and Buon Samdi have a little bit of rapport. Like they were actually talking uh, quite a bit in uh, Shadows Rising. So I like that about her. It's uh, it's good. So. She's she's very cool. She's very cool. I really, really like her. Yeah. Uh, really hope that they bring her back for the whatever the next expansion may be. So really hoping for, the, for her to bring her back. Because like I said, if we're talking about the, the two issues, I would say, one, she is possibly overshadowed by her father, but, you know, her dad's dead now, so you can move, move past it. So there you go. You also, can... she was always the real power. Like, she was, like, technically, like, power-wise over, overshadowed, but story-wise, she was always above him. Yeah, when you got that first cutscene where she was just like, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make Razam push my boat, and then, uh, boom, and I'm gonna blow up all your boats there, Alliance. That was a good cutscene. That was amazing. All right. All right. So there you go. Those were That was my uh, you know, debate because I totally forgot what we were talking about. And then we only <laughs> talked about Jaina. And then this is how this thing works now because we can't keep track of anything. Anyway. Oh, God, no. Anyway. So, hey, we got a raid. We got a raid. And we got a raid on Thursday. So we haven't seen this yet. So me and Lex, we're going to watch this. We're going to watch a little cutscene, And you're going to listen. So you've had one week to complete this, everybody. So this is your spoiler. If you want to at least avoid this, we are going to watch and then discuss the Anduin cinematic. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. All right. If you don't want to listen to it, this is your last chance. Turn back now. Okay, bye. Here we go. The last flicker of his scarred spirit 
consumed in the forges of the Jailer. No crown, no throne, not even a soul left for judgment. I hated you, hunted you, and with each selfish act became you. That is my burden to bear. But your legacy is at an end. Be gone then, Arthas Menethil. May the last whisper of your name fade and be forgotten. So, before I say anything, what is your opinion of that? No, you go first, because mine's going to be unpopular. I already know this because I was on Twitter. Okay. All right. So, yours is going to be unpopular. So, I will go ahead and say, first and foremost, I'm going to say thank you very much, Blizzard, for the fan service. Very much appreciated that. I, um, as a warrior main and as someone who has played a warrior all his life, um, just getting to see at least a brief glimpse return of Varian and Sarofang. That was my favorite part. That was Love that, that was, for you. That was freaking amazing. Uh and the fact that he broke through the you know the domination by ripping the blades apart, which one thing that is something that Anduin has never done before. Uh Sarofang did do it. Varian did it all the time. Uh he was able to pull the blades apart into their original form of uh Shalator and Elamane. There were literally two blades, two elven blades mm-hmm. that were given to him and they were forged together when they, they stuck Varian's soul together. That's why I said they were forged in Valor when he killed Anixia. Right? That's how that mm-hmm. came from. Okay. So that is freaking awesome. Uh, I love I loved that. But then it's like, okay, he broke it apart and it's no longer a Morn blade because he was able to basically bust the soul out of it. And when he busted the soul out, it was Arthur's soul and they said, bye. Yeah. So the second part of it, I would say, eh, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's Sylvanas was like, okay, see you later, jerk. I hunted you forever. Um, and I basically became you. Uh, I was, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to stop there. I'm going I'm to let you interject because you're making fun faces. <laughs> fascinating. No, this is fascinating because I had 100% the opposite reaction. I will say, so I didn't watch the cinematic. I knew... A little bit of it because I've been on Twitter all day. So I didn't know what happened, but I knew a lot of people's opinions, which is why I knew this was unpopular. Um, Honestly, first half of the cinematic, I was like, this is the biggest cop out of my life. This is insane. Oh, he just, he, people love him so much. People love Anduin. He's just so good and powerful. He's just so kind. He's just so good. He's just going to get over being dominated. (laughs) He's just going to, he's just going to get over it. Um, And that just felt so weak to me. Like, Oh, it's just that Anduin's just, he's just not dominated anymore. He's just stronger than the Jailer. I thought that the last half, though, redeemed it for me because I thought that was such beautiful closure for Sylvanas um, and such a beautiful, just complete dismissal of of, of Arthas. Like, it it gave that storyline actual closure. I feel like Arthas has kind of always been sort of 
somewhat a whisper in the game since he came about and it just ended the story. It gave Sylvanas a lot more power. It was a, a big act of like understanding and comprehension for her character. And I think that was some of the best character development that I have seen for Sylvanas in a very, very long time. Yeah, see, I mean, this is why I like to have these conversations about it because, I mean, maybe maybe I'm missing something. And I, I yeah. So I take your point. I absolutely well, like the fact that they they said, you know, uh, friggin' Arthas, bye-bye. We don't need to do anything with your story. Your story's mm-hmm. been told. Your story's done. Get out of here. So I, I like that because mm-hmm. that was one of the big things a lot of people were like, I say going to ruin my precious baby boy Arthas Menthil story. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> so a lot of people had those concerns and Blizzard said, no, we're not going to. So that's what the cinematic. So, so good on you, Blizzard, for basically saying stories told. Like we wrote the book and everything. Literally, we wrote the book. <laughs> anyway, and then to the Sylvanas point, where she and, and this is actually a part of it that, that I do that I that I'll, I'll you know I'm gonna I'm gonna shift a little bit. I'm not gonna say I like it oh, more than it, my little it. precious little baby boy Anduin because that was freaking amazing. I love I love I love me some some warrior amazing. What Libby? Come on, get up here. <laughs> Oh, let's see what happens. You've never seen Libby before, have you? I've never seen Libby before. All right. So here you go. This is Libby. That's a good... Oh, my God. That... Oh, my God. That's such a good girl. Oh, my Lord. My God. Oh, my God. That's a whole cat. That's a whole baby. That she's so... She's so pretty. I love her little... Like, because she's... She's like... She has a pretty little gray sheen. And it's a lot grayer than I'm used to seeing on cat. That's a gorgeous cat. That's a beautiful cat. That's an unbelievable cat. What a talented baby. She just is living her best life. She's a good girl. Uh, She likes to yell a lot in the background, but we just... And that's valid of her. Yeah, we just like her. I, too, like to yell a lot in the background. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Sylvanas. So, she's like... um, and, and I do like this because this is actually the thing about the Savannah story that I feel like I have been in the 100% minority and I don't think I've even really expressed my opinions of the Savannah story. And I literally have a podcast where I can do it and I just have it. So here we go. We're going to express my opinions about so the, the story of Sylvanas and how I feel like it's been. So Sylvanas. So she murdered a freaking tree, committed an act of genocide. That's not good. Thanks, not Alex. Ideal. Uh, so yeah, that's not good. Well, then they decided to play a little, I'm going to say a a little slight, little sleight of hand saying, Hey, we're not going to say she didn't do it. We're not going to say she didn't do it. We're just going to say, what would it look like? What would it look like if we took that same character and said, Hey, she's still here, but now we're going to take a snapshot of Sylvanas. The moment that she died, smack her back in there. And now she has to deal with what? she has become right so that and essentially that's that's where and i'm like you know that's a that's actually a pretty interesting question what would that look like what if you took a 22 year old version of me and slapped him into me probably not much he'd be like oh this is kind of <laughs> cool good on you i like this with the gray beard and everything right congratulations <laughs> so anyway uh if that was a thing wouldn't be that interesting for me it wouldn't be uh if anything they'd be like wow this is cool uh <laughs> you got a podcast I don't know you have That's wow. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can. Uh, anyway, but with Sylvanas, because she did such, well, I mean, a genocide, she did. And now you're having to grapple with that. And also having to grapple with the fact now that you're just like seeing what that hatred for 
you know, you know, Arthas led you down because, for example, like you were talking about, it's like uh, they haven't done a uh, a female that has either one been overshadowed by a man or evil. And in Savannah's case, both. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Arthas was always looming over her and she's like, Arthas, I hate Arthas. She literally unalived herself in TikTok terms. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she did that. And, you know, that's that was a weird kind of twist in the story, but you could kind of see how she got there. Then they went with the whole, like, the nine thing. and da, 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 da. You get the idea. All right, anyway. And then they had that twist, that turn, where she went super warmongery, and there's the Jailer in the background, which, again, Jailer's just a stupid MacGuffin, in my opinion, if you take the Sylvanas story just as is. I don't know. I feel like the Jailer is just their, like, weird way of explaining. She burnt the tree for kind of a weird reason, but, uh, we're just gonna, like, move past that. <laughs> <laughs> so... The jailer aspect of the Savannah story, dumb as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But I like where they're going. Where even without the jailer, and even without burning the tree, she had done some some stuff. She had done some stuff. Oh yeah. That you would have to live up to and own up to. But I think what's really interesting is also seeing how they're really letting you know that well. The Banshee Queen's still in there. It's not just the <laughs> Ranger General that's in charge now. They have to make amends in a way. They have to learn to grow. Not grow. That's stupid. That's a stupid word. We're just going to say we have to we have to learn to coexist. Mm-hmm. To, because, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know other way, way to say it. They have to follow the rules of the bumper sticker and coexist. Right, with all the coexist. Little, coexist. Oh yeah. Of course I know the coexist bumper stickers. Uh, of course. Um so yeah, I mean that's I don't know. I, I like what they're doing. I it's it's interesting to me that they're trying to do all this kind of stuff with the with the jailer. Or not the jailer. Sylvanas. I don't know. I haven't really made up my mind a hundred percent, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. You you've, you've convinced me that the second half of the the cinematic was better than I was expecting, but like I said, I liked the fan service in the beginning. That was fun. For what it's worth, I guess I'll admit that I didn't actually understand the references that were going on in the first half, and they were also cool, and that also <laughs> has some more power, so maybe it was actually just a good cinematic. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Varian, Papa, he's a good, you know, we, we all love him. And, and again, this is after Daddy. we beat the ever-loving snot out of Anduin, too, when this supposedly happened, so it's not like That's he just... Fair. Okay, I'm better now, guys. <laughs> it's not like we just showed up and he was just like, oh, look, I can split the sword now. <laughs> Which of you, if you think about it, I think it's a little silly because if the jailers like remember it to, before Varian and Sarfang were like, like, ooh, tag team, right? <laughs> Did that shit. Oh, yeah. in, um, the jailer was like, use your final thing now. I'm going to suck your soul out and we're going to kill everybody. Like, why didn't you just do that in the beginning before we beat the freaking snot out of you? <laughs> yeah, well, and also kind of calls back to all, if we want to go back to the podcast episode where you were talking about, wouldn't it be fast? Like the jailer isn't actually cunning. He just says things and we pretend that they're smart. Um, why would he say that to Anduin when he knows that Anduin is at the point when like he's asking him to make the biggest and most intense 
moral decision. Why would he just be like, remember what you're doing, Anduin, committing huge acts of murder. Remember how many people you're killing, Anduin. Think about that deeply. Think about how many people you're going to kill. Now do it. Now go. I know that you're morally conflicted. Be more morally conflicted. This is a bad act, Anduin. You're doing something bad. Have a good time. All right. Well, anyway, so I just noticed that Allie has some thoughts here, but she made it white, so it didn't ruin the thing for me. So I'm going to go ahead and highlight it, and I'm going to see what she thought. So she said my emotions. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Right. Well, that was her first take because, again, she she probably enjoyed the fan service of Anduin and, and, and Papa and, you know, and kind of like Unky Sarafang. So she says, I had to give up on the possibility of seeing Varian or Sarafang this expansion. Yeah. Varian's hand on his shoulder with the my son line brought immediate tears. Well, it didn't bring immediate tears, but if Lex was paying attention <laughs> to me, I did the. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like a little giddy, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a Varian stan, as the, as the kids say these days. <laughs> for you. I love that for you. Stan Varian, bestie. Um, I don't even know what that means. I just feel like I really like him and I feel like I used that word right. Did I use that word right? I think so. So Stan has a whole <laughs> etymology. It started out meaning like, do you you know the Eminem song Stan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so it started out. That's where it started? It started out from, oh, it started sh- from that and then it kind of it, it the same way that the word kinning lightened over time, it lightened over time. So now Standing is just liking something a lot. Standing is a good thing versus when standing just came out and standing was like obsessively adoring right, 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 something. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a fun little history lesson. I don't even know that. There oh, we that go. Was good. I feel like I just <laughs> feel like I'm a little younger now. I understand things. <laughs> Congratulations, bestie. All right. So, so she continues tears, which then proceeded to stream down my cheeks when he and Sarafang put their hands on Anduin to overcome the domination and break the sword in two. Yeah. Yeah, they did. It was, it was good. I was like, oh, this, this is some good stuff. I like this. Fan service all the way. And freaking loved it. Given the history of the sword, it felt very fitting. Yeah, because they broke it in half. Like, but it was a good thing. Did a big old break boo. Yeah, come on, Libby. They broke it in half. It was good. All right. However, it also made me wonder about the logistics of them appearing. Awful convenient, wouldn't you think? (laughs) Right? All right. How were they able to be there in the realm of the first ones? I'm going to go ahead and say... Oh, look. There's more. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, was I not supposed to highlight that? I was real curious. No, no. I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep going. Oh, yeah. I see Allie's words over. Anyway, so... (laughs) How are they supposed to appear learn in the first to place? read today? Yeah, learning to read. Sorry, continue. All right, learning to read. Uh, so yeah, how how they get there? All right, we're gonna pause here. I, I actually have a feel, a, a, an actual opinion on this. I don't think they were there. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, that hard was to just agree. Anduin going like, "I'm gonna think of my besties, and my besties are gonna help." Right. That, that was yeah. That, that was more of a I got you, son. I got you. I don't know. It's like. It's like we go on a really long run and you just start imagining things. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So it's it's like that. It's like that. He just overcame it. Yep. Anyway, I mean, maybe they were there, but I'm going to go ahead. They were actually there. It was just it was just it was just an Anduin thing. All right. Where have they been this whole time in Anduin's heart and soul? That's where he says, you, you know how uh, like like when Littlefoot, his, his mom died 
uh, she, she's like, you'll I'll, I'll always be right there in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. That's Rivera. Anduin has like opposite daddy issues. Anduin knows his father's love. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I guess for normal people, that's just called being a person. Yeah, yeah. Dear sweet little foot, do you remember the way to the Great Valley? I guess so. But why do I have to know you're going to be with me? I'll be with you. Even if you can't see me. What do you mean, if I can't see you? I can always see you. Littlefoot, let your heart guide you. It whispers. So listen closely. Okay, so I don't know what I was saying, so I'm just gonna keep going with what Allie was saying. Uh, so yeah, she said, uh, given the history of the sword, it felt very fitting. However, it also made me wonder about the logistics of them appearing. Yeah, we already get with there. How were they able to be there in the realm of the first one? They're in his heart. Uh, where have they been this whole time? In his heart. Uh, were they forced into this moment by fan service? Or there's a reason they were able to be there? Fan service. <laughs> Or is that just what Andrew would imagine in his mind? Yes. That's my opinion. Taryn Gregory may disagree, but that is how, that was my interpretation. And, you know, maybe my interpretation is wrong because Lex was just like, hey there, Jen. Savannah, that was a good, that was the good part. You just were focusing on the, the, the other part with the fan service and actually pay attention to the part with the good stuff where there's actually thought process involved and I was like but I was like just enjoying the fan service and then the Sylvanas part didn't really have a lot of fan service it was actually trying to tell a story and I was like had to turn my brain back on okay and then all right here we go Allie continues this is this is where she this is where she's like also what the blizzard (laughs) I waited a whole damn expansion and that is my Arthas moment that I actually found that to be rather frustrating and a letdown maybe it's just me but that leaves me feeling super disappointed. Sylvanas, who had a part of her commit such horrible atrocities, gets her soul returned and lives on for now, yet Arthas doesn't even get a body shape or a voice, just a, hey dude, you're gonna forget your legacy, K now, bye. All right, hey, Allie, Allie did it me. Look at that, Allie, oh, did, yeah. Allie did it me. I, she did, maybe, th- I might be the wrong one here. I. I wonder if part of it is that I didn't play through the Arthas storyline. Um, and, I th- and I think Allie did, but if, if I'm misremembering oh, yeah, Allie, jo- yeah, for sure. Okay, good. I'm right. So I wonder if part of it is that like, for me, Arthas is that one character that everyone keeps talking about and oh my God, we get it. Arthas, he was important to the story, but now we keep talking about him and like, I literally, he's never actually been relevant to my story outside of like people being like, well, Sylvanas is becoming Arthas. We get it. Sylvanas is becoming Arthas. I do not care. I have never cared. I am over it. Whereas for you guys, this is a story that like actually was super meaningful to you um, when you were playing through it. And so it feels less of a like, thank God he's done. He's gone. Mr. Man over. Canceled. Arthas canceled. And to be fair, I also do. I do genuinely understand the interest and the intensity of the Arthas story. It's a cool story. Yeah, but I will actually say that I was very much in the camp of leave that story alone, Blizzard. You mm-hmm. told that story. Um, it's okay to have an end to a story. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep dragging up your greatest hits 
saying, hey guys, you know, doing the whole member berries crap. It's like, Waka? yeah, <laughs> member addicts, member, hey, hey, member. Arthas, right? We don't need to keep doing that. Like it's, I think it is absolutely fine that the only thing they did was talk about Arthas's legacy in many ways there, where it was mm. just like, yeah, he caused a lot of crap. Okay, goodbye. We can move past it. And honestly, now that we're talking about this, I honestly feel like this is even the new the new crowd. Remember how we made fun of the fact that Alex Afrazi has been fired and Chris Metzen left a while ago on his own volition. We don't know if there's anything there. So we'll just say mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, anyway, I feel like that's them saying, hey, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, I love like, that. I think that may actually be Blizzard actually taking a step and saying, hey, May your legacy live on in the hearts of your fans forever. But we're moving on. We're not pulling. We're not going to pull on these freaking, you know, member berry strings anymore. And it's going to be okay. So, so Allie, were you valid in wanting more Arthas? Absolutely. Of course. If you want more Arthas, that's fine. Arthas was honestly the best villain they ever managed to actually pull off because he was very relatable. Because the thing Mm -hmm. is, when you played through Warcraft 3... You actually got to experience some of the trauma he went through, and you could see why he was doing all these these choices. Were they bad? Were they bad choices? Absolutely. Could you see why he made those choices? Absolutely. That's why we liked him. All right, that was the big thing, and that's also why we like Sylvanas too, because same deal. You could understand where she got there, and you're kind of like, if I were in those in her shoes, I might make the same choices. So that's why we like those characters, considering that's what we. That episode, like two episodes ago, where we were like, let's make a better villain. (laughs) Anyway, so Ali says, all in all, I thought the cinematic was well done. Uh, It made me feel things and it made me want to watch it several times. I may be a bit bitter, but I still loved it. So, Ali, if you're listening again, I know you are. I hope you enjoyed our conversation around it because, yeah, I, I, I was okay with with them moving on because it's the same like with the Sarafang story and the Varian story. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with them pulling on Varian heartstrings saying like, hey son, I'm still with you. Like that's that's not ruining Varian's story. That's not. That's just saying, I got you, I got you bud. All right, I'm gonna go play, play ball. We're gonna play, play catch in the back. <laughs> like it's, that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's, it's not ruining the story and the legacy of Varian. Um, it, it's not really doing anything at all. It's just like, I got you. I'm gonna be a good boy, Dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'll do a big old tear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's what, that's honestly what it feels like to me is that they're they're treading lightly, so they're doing the fan service in a way that isn't like trampling all over it, saying like, "Hey guys, remember Arthas? Let's completely change his motivations. Let's go ahead and change the story around." And then, hey, if you thought the fans were upset now, which they are, just so you know, they are. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They'd be very, very upset if you messed with their precious little Arthas boy. So uh, I think this is the, the right way of doing it. Yeah, this is it. Anyway, do you have any other final thoughts to add to what Allie was thinking here or any of that? No, I think that I think that's a very fair take. I could understand why if you wanted Arthas, that felt like a letdown. Um, so I'm sympathetic, Allie. Um, I disagree, but I'm sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys always say that people don't know how to disagree on the internet 
I, I feel like that was a very mature and a reasonable way to disagree with someone on the internet. Sue me. No, it was, hey, it was absolutely a very, very mature and wonderful way of just, I just, it, I, like you said, we're on the internet right now. You just don't hear it very often. So it's so <laughs> it's almost like it, it catches you off guard. And it's almost funny. So there you go. And well played. So, yeah, I got you. That's I fine. Got you. I, hey, in this maybe in this instance, Allie, maybe since you just didn't happen to be here for the conversation again, miss you. Um, maybe your mind would have been changed because it mind was a little bit, honestly. So there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, that is really all we have today. We've been going for a while. So do you have anything else that you would like to add to this conversation, Lex? Oh, man. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. Uh, nah, man. Have fun. Live your dreams. Play the play the, the silly little video game with the silly little story that's super fun to dissect because there's so many layers because there's so many yeah. writers. Well, anyway, seriously, thank you so much for, um, well, originally it was going to be joining us, but uh, for filling in for Allie. So thanks, thanks Alex. This was, this was, this was... Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This is an amazing Yeah, this is a great conversation. I, I feel like I learned things. I now know the me origin too. of Stan. There mm-hmm. we go. There we go. I got you. I got you. I'm here for, I'm here for, okay. I'm here for all of the slang up until about five years ago when it starts to mm-hmm. get a little fuzzy for me. So if you want to ask me what chuggy means, oh my Lord, don't even I'm not try. Gonna try. Cause I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that don't is. Don't try. So it's fine. I definitely need there too high. There we go. We both don't know. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows I also feel like uh, you learned something today, today, too. Like, who Captain Planet is. Oh, there we go. I learned who Captain Planet is. <laughs> All right. So, seriously, that was fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to move in. And don't worry, I'm not going to subject you to this anymore. You don't have to show for us anymore. I'll, I'll go ahead and show for myself. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so I want to say thank you very much to all of our patrons because we are now at the end of the show and it is the part where we're going to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you for all the support you give us to keep the show going. And if you would like to join their ranks and support the show and, you know, do things like, you know, get access to the super awesome bonus content that me and Allie are now putting out. Like, for example, we we literally watched the Warcraft movie and just ripped on it for like the entire time. (laughs) And it was great. So, yeah, if you want to check that out, go over to patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore. And, uh, yeah, first little a buck an episode. It's great. And a huge thank you to one of our brand new patrons, Nadun. Nadun? I'm going to go Nadun. So thank you very much for signing up and becoming a new patron. You are awesome. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support. So there we go. Uh, oh, and by the way, we also have to say thank you very much to our fantastic, wonderful patrons that really, really make this uh, whole thing run, which is our top patrons. That is Pastamat, Kamari, Mud, Chris Malor, Dungeon Masterberg, Dracorus. Hey, Dracorus, how you doing? Uh, and Sin. That is all of them. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. Now, it is a little time for this. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Well, Allie was torn on what positive story to do for this episode, and I don't know what this is, so if I'm bust down into tears it's blame alley so last week was a heavy week in the news and it continues into this week yeah thanks russia uh there's a lot of ugliness everything from lgbtq plus rights and freedoms being taken away to the needless horrific war in ukraine yeah there we go and everything else in between yeah just general point to the universe and say this this all right it's a lot Sometimes it's nice to take a moment and look at the people whose kindness and words are uplifting. Like Mr. Rogers. 
Hey. The following is a part of a graduation speech he gave at Dartmouth College. I congratulate every one of you who is being honored in any way during this commencement weekend. Our world hangs like a magnificent jewel in the vastness of space. Every one of us is a part of that jewel, a facet of that jewel. And in the perspective of infinity, our differences are infinitesimal. We are intimately related. May we never even pretend that we are not. Have you heard my favorite story that came from the Seattle Special Olympics? Well, for the 100-yard dash, there were nine contestants all of them so-called physically or mentally disabled. All nine of them assembled at the starting line, and at the sound of the gun, they took off. But not long afterward, one little boy stumbled and fell and hurt his knee and began to cry. The other eight children heard him crying. They slowed down turned around and ran back to him. Every one of them ran back to him. One little girl with Down syndrome bent down and kissed the boy and said, this'll make it better. And the little boy got up and he and the rest of the runners linked their arms together and joyfully walked to the finish line. They all finished the race at the same time. And when they did, everyone in that stadium stood up and clapped and whistled and cheered for a long, long time. People who were there are still telling the story with great delight. And you know why. Because deep down, we know that what matters in this life is more than winning for ourselves. What really matters is helping others win too. Even if it means slowing down and changing our course now and then. Anesius Manlius Severinus Boethius, what a name, was the last of the great Roman philosophers and the first of the scholastics of the Middle Ages. 1,500 years ago, Boethius wrote this sentence. O happy race of mortals, if your hearts are ruled as is the universe, by love. Well, there you go. Mr. Rogers is killing it once again. Once again. Straight up committing murder. <laughs> murder with kindness. Murder with kindness. Yeah. So, Allie writes, there's a lot of people hurting right now. Very true. Wow. Uh, a lot of people that need love and support. So, let's pick each other up 
and make it to that finish line together. Wow, that is fantastic, Allie. Again, sorry you couldn't be here, but hey, Lex stepped up. We had a very silly conversation and this was a lot of fun. So uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. And I just want to say once again, thanks. But before I do, we already silly mentioned where we can find you, but you do have a couple other podcasty thingies and stuff like that that you do. So please, before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you on the Twitch, on the TikToks, on the podcasts and all that stuff. So please don't let them all know. So you can find me basically anywhere at Lex underscore rants, uh, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I, if you liked the parts where I was serious and thoughtful and having actual conversations of this, you can find me at Going IRL, where I talk with Manny about, um, issues, like social issues in gaming communities. Um, and if you like the parts where I just completely lost my mind, then you should check out Team Divided, which is the podcast that I do with Sarith, where we just fight over nothing, uh, World of Warcraft nothing, for over an hour sometimes. It is fun. fun. And I will say, you were wrong. Uh, Sarith was right. Dredgers are better. So that's all how I will. (laughs) Clownery. All right, well, that's it. Thank you very much again, Lex, for joining. This was fantastic. Thank yeah, you for having well, me. You're welcome, because this was this was fun. <laughs> and maybe next time we'll just it's argue. It's certain. I, I will. I'm always here to fight. Always here to fight. Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. I'm sure the gin's not going to leave this in. I'm sure this is going to get cut out. But if it's not, I just want everyone at Live Laugh Lore to know that I just, I witnessed a god. That's the best cat I've ever seen in my life. That cat's an angel. That cat's the light of my life. I have a new life goal, and that is to live for that cat. Uh, she has re-sparked joy for me.